0: down and have a step welcome back (laughs) betsy's not wasting any time welcome (laughs) back everybody to the birdies and bourbon show uh we're very excited today to have hope springs distillery on uh so proprietor distiller i'm not gonna steal her thunder so uh, betsy thanks for joining myself and dan today uh it was a pleasure uh thanks for allowing me to come out to your distillery uh that's an awesome pot still you got in the back there loved hearing the stories uh, from you and paul and uh, thanks so much again for the samples, and we're going to enjoy the hell out of this tasting. So okay. uh, so before we get started, I did cheat a little, too. I've already got a gin and tonic in the glass. I think Dan does as well.
1: No, I was waiting for which one we were going to oh, go to oh, first. He, oh, he was waiting. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so we've got a vodka, a gin, and an absinthe that we're going to taste today, if you wouldn't mind walking us through to through those. Um, okay. w- are we going to go in that order, vodka, gin, absinthe, or what's no. the best order that's you think? that's
2: what I usually do because... Uh, the flavor profile seemed to flow best that way
1: okay i'll go for vodka first gotcha. that's why i don't okay. pour well
2: i wanted to get the housekeeping stuff out of the way <laughs>
0: meaning the drinking part the most important part of well you're actually the most important part but i wanted to get the drinking piece out of the way that way we got it covered so i'm going to go ahead and crack the vodka but uh, while i'm doing that and pouring myself uh we're and by the way outside of the gin and tonic we're going to try everything neat uh, except for the absinthe and we're probably going to dilute that with a little water but we'll see when we get there so give us uh, yeah give us uh, give us a story Betsy tell us about a little if you want to tell us about yourself or you can start with Hope Springs distillery like what's uh, how'd you get okay. in the liquor making business
2: Here's how this started uh, Paul and I as you might see are a little you know <laughs> senior and um, basically we discovered once we got into our 60s, that nobody wanted to hire us because we were too old mm. and we decided if we were going to have jobs we were going to have to hire ourselves which meant we needed our own business mm-hmm. and we had made beer and wine at home for over 20 years but well, we didn't want to open a brewery because so many breweries yep. we didn't want to open a winery because we can't afford to buy a vineyard mm-hmm. and um so but craft distilling was just getting started at the time and I said, let's do that. We know how to do that. So we spent a year working on our business plan and getting our financing in order. And then we got into it and discovered we did not know how to do that. <laughs> um, so we have learned a lot over the last six years. We've actually had product out on the market for a little over three years now. Uh, the first product that we made is the Top Hat Vodka.
0: Which we're tasting now. Yep
2: and it's made from wheat which i prefer i think it gives the vodka a fresh taste um we wanted to do we we started with vodka because of course as soon as it's made you can bottle it and sell it
0: right Right. revenue
2: stream (laughs) um but then we discovered we were making really really good vodka so it took a, but then we also started the absinthe right away too. We had a young man working with us who was fascinated with absinthe and he had come up with this really great recipe, which almost matched the one that I had come up with when I took a class in making absinthe six years ago. Wow. Um, but so we made his recipe first. Now uh, he has moved on to other things and I wish him well told me he was not going to make absinthe anymore, but I wanted to keep it because I had been selling it for two years at that point and I had customers for it. So we have at his request, we have changed the recipe slightly. We have changed the name and the label, but we had that out almost as soon as we had the vodka out. Mm -hmm. And we've done pretty well with it. I believe we are still the only distillery in Georgia making absinthe to bottle and sell. But anyway, the top. Back to the top hat. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason it's named that, if you look at the bottle, do you have a bottle showing? Yep. Yep. Okay. The guy on the bottle is Lilburn Trigg Myers. He's the guy the city was named for.
0: Yeah. So and, Hope Springs um, is based in Lilburn, Georgia, Lilburn, just Georgia. Uh, just yeah. outside of Atlanta. Yeah, suburb yeah. of Atlanta.
2: Yeah. So at any rate, um, we saw this picture of him, and it was such an elegant guy. I said, oh, we've got to name something after him. (laughs) We try to name our stuff so that it gives you a clue. For the top hat, it's a clue that it's made in Lilburn. Also for the gin, which is Garner Creek gin, and Garner Creek runs through Lilburn. Um, But the vodka was pretty successful right away. We were really happy about that. The absinthe of course sells much slower because it's harder it's 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 a harder sell because it's more expensive.
0: Well, then you can't just sit down and uh, slug a bottle of absinthe back. I mean, you can, no. but you probably aren't going to buy another bottle.
2: <laughs> then you're going to have the hallucinations. <laughs> <Right>. So hold <laughs> so, on, I don't, don't want to
0: move off. Let, let's stay on this vodka for just a second. And and uh, maybe I'll give some tasting notes of what I kind of what I'm getting. And then you can tell me, I guess, you know, the spirits uh, tasting side, it's kind of hard to say right or wrong. It's kind of well, what's your palate feeling like today. Right. So th- this is to your point. I mean, this thing is like extra clean. And we're not, um, we're not labeled bashers on here, but just in comparison, you know, if you crack open the bottle of, uh, of pinnacle in the plastic bottle and you smell it and you get that real, you know, alcohol ethanol kind of, you know, your, your nose hairs curl up. I mean, literally this is, if you didn't tell me that I was getting ready to take a drink of alcohol, I wouldn't be able to tell you that I was drinking vodka.
2: It's really smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing is we filter it with coconut charcoal. Really? And we don't have a big fancy oh. um, filter. We made it by hand ourselves. It's a do-it-yourself job. Well, Paul, but, Paul was saying he's pretty handy. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it works pretty well. And so the coconut charcoal is a really, really good filter. And then we, when we proof it, we use water that we um, run through the reverse osmosis filtration system. Mm-hmm. So there's really nothing in there that's going to taste bad.
0: Yeah, pretty standard. So it's, uh, when I say standard from a proof, so it's 80 proof. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, so I don't know if we talked about this when I was out there. I may have had a few too many drinks between now and then. But so, you know, most... Um, I shouldn't say most. A lot of vodkas. Uh, again, I'm getting nothing on the nose on this, which is the intent, right? I mean, that, that's 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 the purpose. Yeah. And then on the taste, now that you mentioned the coconut charcoal, that's probably where I'm getting that sweetness. I mean, there's zero bite, there's zero burn to this thing, uh, and it is, and I get that sweet kind of up front, and then it's just the, like if you like, if you're on a diet, and Dan. Oh. Dan, oh. perfect. Dan, if you're hey, like if you're like a vodka rocks drinker and you don't use any mixers, I mean, this stuff is and it's not flavored to the extent to where you're drinking like one of the, you know, many brands that have a 100 different flavor profiles. But this is a unflavored, I would say, I'm maybe I'm speaking for you, Betsy, but I would call this an unflavored vodka that actually has some flavor to it.
2: Well, I don't know if you you probably do know this recently the ttb changed their um standard on vodka Mm, no do share um it used to be the standard was distilled at 190 proof no odor no flavor but now they are understanding that what you distill it from may lend some flavor to it that you don't want to take out and some of the sweetness that you are tasting is probably from the wheat.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? So we're uh, obviously by the name birdies and bourbon. We're big bourbon guys, and you know the big name and you know is Weller, you know, and or Maker's Mark. I mean, a lot of weeded bourbons, but that kind of gives that sweetness in there as well. So yeah, that ma- that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I told you before, I, it's not, not by any other reason than I'm just, I'm, you know, vodka is not my go-to. I'm excited to get back to this gin. I may have already had a couple of pours out of it, but not today, not today, but, but, um, since I've had the bottle and I mean, to be honest, I'm thinking, you know, shit, man, this is like bloody Mary central for me mm-hmm. I mean all, all day long and it's fantastic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: that's uh,
2: very sweet, very
1: pure. Yeah, I love this stuff. Um, It makes
2: an awesome Bloody Mary. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I like so. uh, So we always like to, as we're kind of talking along, and that's you know the idea behind what we're kind of doing and and what we're bringing to folks. Or it's kind of like, hey, we uh, met up at the bar and we're kind of just chit chatting, right, and talking about talking about booze. Um, So with the Bloody Mary, and so. And I guess I'm going to kind of lead into an absence conversation, too. You have any ties to New Orleans at all?
2: I have been there on numerous occasions. Um, My cousin, who is close enough to almost be my little brother, went to college there and I visited him a couple of times. So it's been a while since I've been there, but um, I really like the place.
0: Okay, so here, here's where I was going is that so you know the traditional Bloody Mary, right? You get a stalk of celery in it, and yeah. and there's nothing you know, stalk of celery and a lime wedge, and that's perfectly fine. There's no issues. Uh, it's one of the, the names escaping me anyway. Uh, but my first trip to New Orleans, uh, you know, I didn't stay out too late the night before, I didn't drink that much, and uh, we're at brunch the next day, and I get a Bloody Mary, and it's got a pickled green bean and pickled okra in it in lieu of, uh, the celery stick. yeah. And now it's like, don't, don't show up with any and I don't need like the a sausage and a boiled egg and all that. So I don't need all that, but for a garnish, like don't come don't bring a stick stalk of celery, give me a pickle, green bean or pickled okra. And man, that really makes it pop. So,
2: um, yeah, I did a photo shoot. I think it's been, um, a year ago, maybe longer for a magazine here in Atlanta that uh specializes in local food and drink and they were kind enough to include our both our gin and our vodka in their bloody mary roundup. Mm. And so I got to go and participate in the photo shoot and the game to it was how big a garnish can you build.
1: <laughs> it was like a hamburger. And- <laughs>
2: well, I'm I'm more of a traditionalist than sure. that. So most of my garnish was vegetable in nature, mm-hmm. but it got really um pretty. <laughs> Let me just stop at that.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, I'll have to do uh, I have to do some googling and see if I can find that then, uh, or or if you've got a picture of it, just send it over to me. We'll uh, do- we'll, we'll put that up on our put it th- on our Instagram page. So. so,
1: so Betsy. So other than the Bloody Mary, uh, what are some of your favorite cocktails for this vodka?
2: I have a friend in South Carolina who makes simple syrups with fruit Mm -hmm. and herbs. Um, You should have her on your show. She is a hoot. Her name is Sally Porth, and um, her products go as Sally's greatest. Cool. She makes a blueberry lavender syrup Mm, that is just fabulous with this vodka and lemonade. Oh, wow. And it makes the most beautiful purpley lilac color drink. Um, she also has a blackberry spice and sage syrup, and that makes a fabulous blackberry sage Moscow mule. Ooh, Ooh nice. And I'm telling you, it is really good. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll take
0: that as uh, you're going to um, send Sally's information to me or my
2: information to her. I will connect y'all because yeah, we'd enjoy appreciate meeting her. That's yeah, cool. we, she and, sounds like Paula Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, have you heard me talk? So I mean, I can't really. <laughs> no, seriously, she sounds like Paula Dean, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a lovely person, and you will have a good time talking to her. Yeah, okay. awesome.
0: Really well, good. you know, here's an idea, and not not to steal any of your or Sally Sunder alone, but it might be uh, a follow up show if this goes well, and you're open to coming back on. We get on and do a little, uh, maybe a little cocktail hour.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I would love to
0: do that. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, so would we. I mean, if it, if it involves cocktails, we're, we're in. It, it's like a yes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great.
2: That, yeah, that's a yes from me. <laughs> all
0: right. All right. Uh, Dan, I'll take it. You're out, and uh, Sally's in. <laughs>
1: <That's> typical. Typical.
0: <laughs> um, so, uh, well, I don't want to be selfish here. Let's, uh, let's get into this gin. You want to share this is my
2: favorite thing. Um, and I like to distill with botanicals cause I, I like to cook and that's basically coming up with a recipe and cooking it. Um, I was in Austin, Texas about, I think it was six years ago. And, um, there was a gin that we drank in the hotel bar there that I just fell in love with. It's called Moody Gin. Hmm.
0: Is it, is it local to
2: Texas? I think it is, and in fact, I'm not even sure if you can still get it because I haven't been to Texas for a while, and so I'm not sure if you can get Moody G. But it, that was my inspiration.
1: We we'll have to ask Kessler, Cal. Oh yeah,
0: we got a Yeah, we got a caddy coming on tomorrow. We we'll have to uh, figure out if Kessler can get us a, get you from, a bottle. They're from Houston. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, any rate. Um, Again, this class that I had taken out, uh, I went out to Golden, Colorado, again, six years ago. I did a lot of traveling that year um, to take a class in distilling with botanicals. And that's where I learned to make absinthe as well as um, getting some flavor profiles for my gin. Now, of course, the gin has to have juniper berries in it. And I like the taste of juniper berries, but I didn't want that to be the only taste. And the guy who taught the class is Stephen Gould, who is considered one of the most knowledgeable people in America about distilling with botanicals. And he has Golden Moon Distillery. So he t- he was really good about this. He distilled out each herb in his storeroom individually and passed the bottles around so that we could figure out what each one was going to bring to the party. Sure. And when I got ready to do my recipe for gin, I was looking through my notes from class and I have lavender out uh, underlined five times. Wow. I really like the taste of lavender.
0: So, it, I haven't tasted this yet, but but in so definitely, I mean it's it's gin, so today. it is you know,
2: you're going to taste the juniper because
0: gin. juniper forward. You're
2: going to taste the coriander because it's gin. But then everything else in it is pretty much up to the individual distiller and um i came up with this recipe took me 16 tries and i think i got close to moody june but i actually think mine is as good or better than moody june
0: i expected nothing nothing less from you me either i'm really
2: proud of this gin so i'm on the
0: nose i'm getting almost like a kind of a malted
2: like a like a malted mash
0: kind of in there does
2: that make sense at all um, Well, now this gin is distilled on the same neutral grain spirits that the vodka is made from. Yeah. So it's got that wheat base to it.
0: Okay. So maybe that's what I, yeah, but I'm not, I think there's something that you're, um that uh, there's something in that potpourri you're putting in there that I, I, I can't pick it up. I, I'm getting the lavender, but there's something again, and, and maybe I'm just looking for that note, but I'm getting almost like a, like a hint of sour mash. That's not what it is, but it re, it reminds me of a sour mash.
2: Okay. There's some uh, spiciness to this gin. Mm,
0: there
1: is.
2: That's cardamom.
0: Oh, all right. There you go. Yeah, this is, <laughs> well, I guess I've uh, found my go-to gin now. I mean, I, I can't, I can't lie, Betsy. I mean, I've already found my go-to gin. That's what I was going to say. You <laughs> said you have tasted it,
1: but not today, Cal. Oh, Come on, let's be to, honest not here. Not today, not today, not today. <laughs> well, this is for the
0: folks, folks that maybe haven't tried it, so um, definitely need to get a survey out there and see who has tried uh, Hope Springs uh, Distillery's products. Hey, where can they find you at, by the way?
2: Um, we are in distribution throughout the state of Georgia. We are with Savannah Distributors, so if anybody cannot, if their local retailer doesn't carry it, they can order it from Savannah Distributing. I mean, the retailer can order it.
0: Nice. nice. And then also, you do uh, something that's pretty cool at your shop there on Fridays and Saturdays?
2: Yeah, we, um, we have a tasting room, and it's tiny, because it's the only place we could put a tasting room that we can have a door to the outside, which is a legal requirement. And so when the pandemic uh, caused the lockdown, we closed the tasting room and we opened one of the roll-up doors, either the front one or the back one, depending on the weather, and we just sell right out the door. Oh, nice. And we also make hand sanitizer and we sell that as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, I thought that was a pretty cool story if you're in the mood for sharing that.
2: Sure. Um, Last March, when... um, it became clear that the pandemic was going to be a lot worse than anybody thought about we were thinking about what we were going to do because when the bars all had to close there went half of our business right there so i said well maybe we should make hand sanitizer and then we thought about it for a few days and i thought well i'm not sure it's legal for us to make hand sanitizer (laughs) and about the same day as i decided that the ttv issued a memo to all of the distilleries in America that we were now licensed to make hand sanitizer.
0: And the one time time you didn't have to fight to get something.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, The FDA put up a little resistance because they actually regulate hand sanitizers. But then they said, okay, everybody can make hand sanitizer. We just are not going to prosecute anybody. (laughs) Um, I guess unless they found some really, really bad stuff, which which they would. So then the scramble was to get all the ingredients when every distillery in America was looking for the same stuff. But we finally managed to get everything we needed to go in it. And it's really an easy recipe from the World Health Organization. It is basically um ninety five percent alcohol, you know, neutral grain spirits basically. Sure and um, 3.5% hydrogen peroxide, some glycerin, and some purified water. And I'm telling you, it makes really good hand sanitizer. It not only kills all of the viruses and all of the bacteria, it actually feels good on your hands. Oh, cool. So we started making hand sanitizer. And then also finding bottles to put it in was a problem because everybody's trying to buy bottles at the same time. We finally found some bottles, and I said, "Gosh, you think we'll order as? Uh, you think we'll sell as many as a thousand? Should we order that many?" Well, we sold those in three days. And then we had to order more. Wow! And we had to go to a different bottle because those were all sold out by then. <laughs> we're on our third bottle now. But then the supply chain caught up, and the demand is not quite as high as it was at that time. But yeah. for two months, we were selling hand sanitizer out the back door every day. Wow! and a lot of the people who came to buy it also bought spirits because they were not familiar with us and they wanted to say thank you to us and a lot of them have since returned as return customers for the spirits perfect so it actually did us some good
0: that's a good the, story uh, the great uh, i don't know if i can mention this or not you can cut me off if i get too uh, too deep on this but it was the uh, if you live in the atlanta area or sub yeah atlanta suburbs uh, it was the uh, the great
2: Traffic, great jam traffic jam of 2020. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we started selling the hand sanitizer one week. And between that week and the next Friday, I was in two newspaper stories and interviewed on three radio programs. And that Friday, we were supposed to open at 2. And I kept hearing noises outside about 1230. I said, Paul, let's go find out what's going on. We opened the back door and there was a line of about 30 or 40 people standing out there. <laughs> and the police showed up about that time and said, do you know what's going on out here? And I said, no, I can't see out that that way. <laughs> the line went from our distillery all the way up to Main Street, which is about, I don't know, an eighth of a mile, no. all the way down Main Street to Highway 29, which is over a mile. <laughs> and people were trying to stop on 29 to turn into the city of Lilburn. Uh, also, all the other side streets were packed. And for some reason, train stopped on the um, in the intersection that goes through Lilburn. So that way out was packed. And I said, what do you want me to do? Tell me what you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll close if you want me to. No, I will handle it. So from 1230 until five, we sold hand sanitizer one after the other. Wow. Car would drive up, we would take the order, we would go out and fill the order, we would come back in, car would drive up, we would go out and take the order, we would fill the order. And at five o'clock the police said how much you got left i said i got enough for 20 people tell everybody else go home (laughs) it was incredible wow
0: yeah yeah i mean i think that's a cool story in a couple of ways i mean one help being able to help out the community but two from your initial order, well, from the, you know, like, oh, shit, what are we going to do now to, yeah. uh, well, I don't know, is a thousand too many. And then it's like, you, you can't get a thousand enough, you know, I mean, in the time frame, understanding where we are now and things are different, but I guess where I wanted to take this was, and we haven't asked anybody that's been on yet. So do you think that the hand, sanitize, hand sanitizer business, does that stay in rotation and, and you don't have to answer specifically for you you can if you want but you think it's like no as soon as it's done like we're back to booze
2: most of us are not i mean most of the other distillers that i've talked to are not even making it anymore because okay. they, don't, they call for it yeah we still have some inventory and i'm still selling the occasional bottle out the door Um, But we're not getting the cost that we used to because you can find it in all the grocery stores now. And I never intended for this to be another business. I always intended this to be an emergency situation. We're going to help out the community because we happen to have a unique expertise for this. And as soon as the emergency is over, we're going back to making booze. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) I hear you.
1: Heard
0: that. I'll drink to that, Betsy. So will I. Hey, I'm not like this. Is um, I've told several. I've told a lot of people uh, virtually. Um, I've told quite a few people in person. I mean, it's um, and I'll be honest. I hadn't tried your product uh, prior to uh, you know us kind of meeting uh, virtually and saying, "Hey, I'm not a scammer." Let me uh, let's uh, let's get you on the show and let's spread the word about you, but. Uh, you know, I mean, this is one of those things It's not uh, I wouldn't say it's hidden on the shelf. Uh, obviously, it's exclusive to Georgia right now. So if you're not a Georgia resident, uh, you'll have to get your uh, your buddy or your neighbor to pick one up when you're driving through or send you one. I, I, but you can't send one, so, you know, just get it to you however
2: they can. Uh, well, but, here's, here's a clue that would actually be helpful to me, too. If any of your um, listeners who live in other states think they might like to try it, they could ask their retailer to ask their distributor to maybe buy a little bit of it.
0: Cool. Yeah. A- absolutely. Because <clears throat> they can buy it through Savannah Distributing, right?
2: Well, Savannah distributes in Georgia, but if you are in South Carolina, you could ask your local South Carolina retailer, who's your distributor you think they might like to carry this? Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah,
0: I I got you. That
2: would be real helpful to me because I had intended one of the things on my to-do list for this year was to find a distributor in South Carolina and in Florida and start to expand. But things got a little complicated.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well don't don't worry. This this is being recorded, I hope. And um if not, we're going to have to back up and do, do all this over again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's being recorded. But we're going to cut this clip out and we're going to send it to multiple distributors in South Carolina for you. Oh, so nice. you, you'll be able to tell them directly or virtually directly, if you know what I mean. All oh, right. So,
2: nice. Thank you. Uh,
0: yeah, not a problem. Thank you for coming on. I mean, we really appreciate it. And again, I mean, it's fantastic stuff. I mean, it's not, you know, they've got, uh, they've got three labels right now. So, I mean, that might be a, re- you know, they're going to have one label in the gin section, one label in the vodka section. And I, I'm going to be honest and I can't wait to get to this absinthe. I've got so many questions. I've definitely had it before. Um, it's not something that I would typically stock. Uh, but where is it like in the like in the cordial section? Is that where absinthe sits at?
2: Um, yes, usually yeah. it is. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. Uh, if you're looking for... Um, creme de Violette, or yeah. you know something esoteric like that. There, that's all going to be together.
0: What's it like? Is it like portamon or some? I'm um, screwing that name up. But uh, Dorma, Dorma, Dormat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop because I'm messing <laughs> there. But there's a substitution for absinthe that people would use regularly, and like a um, like um, a Sazerac. No,
2: Pernod is French.
0: Yeah, okay, Pernod, and yeah, but there's another one. It's uh, I won't get the name. It's uh, my my mind's kind of.
2: Um, You you know, most most cultures in this world, in fact, um, the use of wormwood as medicine goes back to the Greeks and the Romans. And wormwood is the main ingredient that makes absinthe absinthe. Um, But most cultures have an alcoholic beverage on this flavor profile because it is really good for the digestion. And so, and also alcohol is the best preservative. So that's why there are so many of these. There is Sambuca in Italy. Um, uh, the Pernod in France. There's Pastis, um, Ouzo in Greece. Like a there's something maybe? I forget what it is. So you know, it, this flavor profile is actually pretty common.
0: All right. So, so th- there's a. I'm gonna. We're gonna want to revisit some of these um, kind of as we go through this. So, uh, I am not an. I'm not really an aficionado of anything except for drinking. It's like yeah, just put, put it put in a glass and i'll take care of it um and 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 don't go too far because i'll want another one so what about so I'm, I'm gonna have absinthe and we're gonna try it straight we're not really set up right now and that's not the intent uh maybe when sally comes on we can do a, an absinthe cocktail in some sorts so, but we'll talk about cocktails in a second so if i'm if somebody's at the house and at, at the bar and they're like, uh, "Hey, you want to try some absinthe?" And it's like, "Okay, how how am I going to serve it to them?" The
2: easiest way to do it, and this is was really common in France in the eighteen eighties and nineties, is just to dilute it with really, really cold water and ice. Oh, I got some ice. Um, y'all have seen those absinthe fountains? You know, they look like big, huge goblets, crystal goblets with yep. little spigots on them. Sure. You would put the ice and the water in that, and then you would pour a little absinthe in the glass and put the slotted spoon over it and put a sugar cube in on the spoon and drip the water from the little spigots over the sugar cube into the absinthe glass. And when it got up to a certain mark on the glass, it would be done. Basically, you dilute the absinthe about three or four to one with water and make it the coldest water you can. When you do that, the absinthe is going to do what's called luching, which means it turns cloudy. That cold, cold water releases the anise oil and makes it turn cloudy, but it also uh, gives it that really nice soft licorice flavor.
0: Okay, so when I poured this just straight into the glass, I mean, it was like you opened up a pack of licorice.
1: Yeah, black yeah. licorice.
0: It was like, or the, the anise, right? However you want to, go. either way you want to go, I mean, you're kind of getting both, it's a combination of the two. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, so from a, I don't know, can I call this a cordial? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Cordial usually has sugar in it, and this does not, but um, this basically is a liquor. It's 134 proof.
0: It does say 134 proof on the bottle. <laughs> which, uh, which, you know, I mean, hey, for some of the folks that are listening that are bourbon drinkers, I mean, this is, um, you know what, I, I'm trying to think of what the, um, uh, there's a, it's not liquor 43, but there's a, another that is a proper cordial, but it's down to whatever cordials come out at you know, 35, 40%, wherever they are. But there's, there's another one that's just kind of reminding me of a little bit. Not, I, my name names are escaping me today.
1: I don't this know is one. insanely refreshing. I'll tell you that, you know,
2: it is. Um, <laughs> my nephew came to visit the distillery right after we had first started selling the absinthe, and he took a shot of it straight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was saying, what a feeling. <laughs> and then he said, you know, the aftertaste is pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean, it all hits you kind of up front. It's kind of, you know, like uh, those and it doesn't taste like that. I'm just talking about the feeling you get those little like those those mouth spray, you know, like breath freshener spray things. It's like you just squirted. It, it's not necessarily the taste so much. It's kind of—I mean, there's a lot of menthol. There's a lot of—not uh, not in a bad way, but it's like you just hit yourself with that that Bianca spray, like right in the mouth, and then it just kind of well, goes away and coats your mouth.
2: This actually has some peppermint in it. Okay, there you go. And
0: is—is is both of the—is all three of these are from the same base spirit, right? Yes. From the from the top hat. Yes. Yeah. We,
2: you know, like I said, we started with wheat NGS, and we've just gone from there.
0: Yeah, I tell you, I, I should have really thought about this. I, I didn't plan very well. So back to the comment I made about getting Sally on and doing a cocktail. Uh, well, we made it to do a couple. Uh, we just like spent about an hour or so, you know. So we're not wasting your time to get It'd on be here.
2: Perfect. She and I actually made um, sazeracs together, using her peach mint syrup. Ooh, I bet that's Pretty good. For syrup, and yeah. it's really good. Well,
0: I'm like, I just wasted this absinthe rinse. I, I'm not gonna put the, I'm not gonna wash this glass. I'm gonna set it over to the side, and when we get done, I'm gonna make a cocktail into this thing because I think a lot of, uh, if you think about cocktails that use absinthe, uh, because it is a very um, uh, uh, I, pungent, might be. T- if I say pungent, do you take that negatively?
2: It's very flavorful. There you go. Yes. Okay. Explosive, Sorry. yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, it can really take over a cocktail. So if you haven't had yes. a lot of experience with, with absinthe, the reason that you see people that they're rinse, you know, they're, they're pouring it in and they're rinsing the glass and then they're pouring whatever's left over out and they're just keeping the legs on the glass is because if you left it in there, you'd have an absinthe cocktail and it would really... You, you have to have some pretty sturdy stuff which given the sazerac, right? I mean it, you're kind of beefing that thing up there with some good hard rye liquor that kind of can withstand uh, that that absinthe punch that you're going to get there. But yeah, I mean this is it, it yeah, I mean this, this is just great.
1: It is really good. I haven't had uh... I got
2: another recipe for abs for an absinthe cocktail for you guys and it also uses my gin.
1: Oh, All right, let's let's hear it.
2: Okay. Um, It's basically a gin martini with a couple of drops of absinthe in it.
1: Oh, that sounds good. It's my
2: gin and some um, dry vermouth and a little absinthe. And you put all that in the cocktail shaker with ice and shake it up and get it good and cold. And then strain it into your glass and garnish it with a lemon peel.
0: Oh yeah! So instead of bitters, you're using the absinthe Absinthe. to uh, top that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, It's really good. Since you said that, I'm actually going to take a little bit of this gin and I'm going to put it in this absinthe glass and do a little. uh, little, I'm a big. So, Betsy, we didn't really get it. We didn't talk about this. Um, I didn't want to scare you away, but I I like to do a lot of uh, blending at home. So, you know, stuff that people have already perfected. I like to take it and kind of, uh, you know, mix it with different things and see how they taste. And I mean, it's like, if it tastes bad, it's like, well, I've drank plenty of cheap liquor before that tasted like shit. So I'll be, I'll be able to work my way through it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I made my own little cocktail here, I guess.
1: I'm enjoying this atmosphere. The g uh, the GNT that I had was fantastic as well. Uh, the gin on its own was very, very flavorful, of course. And um but then but uh, when I put that tonic in there with some ice or whatnot, I, I know why it's one of your go to's. It was really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's good. Um so what's um What's happening at, uh, we'll get to some fun stuff in a minute, but uh, we want to make sure we give you plenty of time to talk about anything that's going on. So we've talked about where they said so they can find you Fridays and Saturdays, or they could schedule a time, I guess, if they needed to, if that didn't work out for them, to come to your shop, to come to yes, the distillery. actually,
2: we were bottling today, but um, a young woman called me and said, we're having lunch up the street. Is there any possibility we could come in and drop in on the distillery? And I said, well, yeah, we could take a break
0: hey well, and the good news it was like 55 degrees here so it was uh, real
1: comfortable today
0: yeah it was um so it, any um well i just did what buying.
1: you did cal i put some gin into this as well and it's yeah it's that's, it's, it's a good cocktail it's, yeah, it's a really great. good cocktail I, I,
0: yeah i need a cube of ice in there but uh to finish it off but so i tasted something when i came up to visit you Um, it was vodka and you put a little something else in there i'm not saying it i'm not i'm i'm gonna i'm passing well you don't have to i don't know if it's like secret squirrel stuff or if we can no
2: i'll tell i'm um i'm trying to get the proportions right but i think i'm almost there i'm making peanut butter vodka
1: oh wow that's cool
0: yeah, I, I think it's well. Number one, I, you I, you probably seen right. So the the biggest name, um, and it's not, but I, and I think it's a bourbon. But I think Screwball is the bur- peanut butter brittle bourbon, or whatever it is. So I think you're spot on with doing this. I don't see a lot of it on the shelf. I don't. I think we're probably going to see more. So I, I think that uh, not only are you making good uh, liquor over there, I think you're. I mean, as I see it, you're catching things that are like it's there and it's good, but everybody's not doing it yet. How do I get? How am I first to market, right, or or close to? Yeah. Uh,
2: I always said I was not going to make flavored vodkas because they're better if you put your own flavor in them. But peanut butter is one that's a little hard for people to do. Yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, I really like peanut butter, and that peanut peanut butter whiskey is pretty good. Yeah, I could do that. So I'm, I'm working on it.
0: No, I tried it. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I'm like going, shit, man, I'll take all the milkshakes you got. Just keep them coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, think, yeah think about all the milkshakes, yeah. Right.
0: I mean, it's like uh, I need chocolate ice cream and uh, here we go. So, uh, yeah, but it's uh, you, you've got an awesome place out there. Uh, I'm surprised Paul's not uh, weaseling his way into this thing.
2: Would you like to say hello to him? He's right here. I, I didn't say that. I just said I'm surprised if, he,
0: if he's around. I'm surprised he had not got a word in edgewise there, oh, it there is. he is! <laughs>
1: Edge-wise. There, there he is. Uh, nice.
0: So, you want to share? Um, yeah, I thought it was an interesting story. People may want to listen. And so, you talked about so we're six years into how do we how do we learn to make liquor? I want to I'm going to go back to that for a few minutes. If in in a second or in a few minutes, I'll go back to that for a few minutes. In a few minutes, but uh, you had a pretty pretty interesting story about your pot still. And you know you, you're you're in a very nondescript location, and you walk in and you open the door, and it's like holy shit, there's a distillery in here. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, I knew we'd get something out of it, but I mean, you, but I mean, like it's you know, it, I thought it was a cool story. If you want to share it,
2: um, are you talking about how we came to be in Lilburn? Yeah. Well, you know, I told you we had decided we were gonna start this distillery. So um, the first thing that you need, the federal government says first thing you need is lockable premises. And we had both um, talked to enough other people to know that what sells your alcohol is your story. And so we needed to be in a really good place to tell our story and make it part of the story. And we actually went to a couple of other places first, and they kind of held their nose and said, "Go away. We don't want to hear about it hmm. And we had known the mayor of Lilburn, who he was the mayor then. he's not still. Um, hey, way to go. Well, he cost a job. I'm
0: kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding got
2: thrown out. but we had known him for over 20 years and he is a um, former preacher. He founded his own church. And so we said, Johnny, would the city of Lilburn welcome such a business? And he said to us, "Yes, we would love to have you <laughs> in Lilburn. Where do you want to be? We'll find you some space." Nice. So that's how we ended up in Lilburn.
1: Yeah, awesome. Nice, nice. So, Betsy, let's see. We like to get a little um, uh, little advice on some of these shows here. So, you've been at this now for a number of years. What advice would you give to yourself starting out? What have you learned? Like what, what, what advice would you give to yourself? Younger. Give it, do run it run younger. Like do out. it younger. Is that what he said? <laughs> you started
0: too late?
2: Um, it was a lot. There was a lot more to it than we had been given to understand.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we went through two really major snags. But once we got through them, we started having fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, and and we it, and I, I should have said started too late.
2: Year we were going to break even, but um, God had other plans.
0: Yeah, well, that's a fact. Yeah, and I shouldn't have said you started too late. I should have said you didn't start early enough. I'm just trying to reframe what Paul said and sound smarter. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I don't get I don't get any chances to do that. So
1: <laughs>
2: it happened when it happened, and um, now that we are where we are, I don't think I would change anything. No, hell no.
1: There you yeah. go. That's You're the answer mad. we're looking for. It's taught
2: us a lot. So, And and I want to tell you that this has been the most amazing experience in that we have met yes. the most fabulous yes. people.
1: Yes. Yeah. We have
2: met some of the nicest people in the world doing yeah. this. So, so if I were a... Um,
1: no, Cal, a, she's not talking about you.
0: I'm not. <laughs> no. So, but but if somebody's listening, right, and they're like, uh, they're like, oh shit, they just started six years ago, uh, they're in their second career for Paul, maybe it's like 10th career, but you know, they're, they're, they're done, <laughs> but they're moving on. Right. And they're, they're looking for something now that can be uh, profitable. I don't want to call it a hobby because I don't, I didn't get that sense from you guys that it was a hobby, but you're doing oh, no, something. Definitely you're, not.
2: This but, is definitely, we, we are hoping not to be a not for profit for very long,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, but you're doing something that you love. Right. So I guess when I say a hobby, I mean it in a sense of like you're showing up and you're doing it. And th- like, this is a passion that you, you sought this out right you, yeah. you probably you could have done a who knows how many different things so for somebody that may be looking to do this i mean if is there i mean are there some tidbits that you could just drop i mean there are a few bullets it's yeah. like hey do or don't you know that if there's
2: somebody who's looking to get into this business my best advice is see if you can get one of the craft distilleries to hire you for at least a year um because you're going to see how hard it is and how rewarding it is. And you're going to be able to decide whether that balance works for you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that that's, there was no right answer. I was just looking, but that's a, a, a great answer because I mean, so many people are, you know, Oh, I love to drink. Right. I wouldn't even think about, remotely doing anything like this. It's like, there's no, oh, you, you do,
2: think you're going to sit around drinking all day. This business is not for you. <laughs> <Right>? Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's, it's hard to make it if you drink it. All right.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can't make a profit. If you get, don't have any to sell.
0: That's right. Yeah. What, uh, hold on. So Dan's, Dan's chomping. Uh, I, I got one more question, Dan, and then I'll shut up. Not really, but are there any new, uh, any plans for any new? So I know we talked about the peanut butter. Uh, you don't want to tell us if it's a secret still, but are there plans to uh, expand the labels? Meaning yes, new, new, and, and different labels. That's all
2: I'm going to say about that.
0: All right, fair enough. All right. So hey, more to come. You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> uh, so so Betsy, what uh, we always ask people. On these shows about a diamond in the rough. So you guys are from the local area where Cal's kind of at, right? In Lilburn, so, yeah, in Lilburn. Yep. Uh, give us a diamond in the rough. If somebody's coming to visit you, or any just any of your local favorites, like uh, where's a place off the beaten path? It doesn't have to be necessarily off the beaten path, but what do you recommend uh, if somebody's coming to visit you for the weekend, or if you're you know from a fr- like a Friday something like that? What do you What are you thinking? Um.
2: This, well, in Lilburn, in Old Town, where we are. There is this really cool, permanently installed food truck in the park. Oh. And the park itself is a little jewel. Oh, yeah. oh. It has, um, there's not a lot of, it, it's more of a passive park. You know, it's more, you go there and bring your own things to have fun with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is a permanently installed food truck called Agavera Parkside. Some of the best Mexican food you'll ever have. And you're eating it outdoors. Um, on their patio. We also have in Old Town, the 1910 Public House, which is a well-established restaurant, but because it is in Lilburn, there may be some people who've never heard of it, Mm -hmm. but it's fabulous food and just a really fun place. And um, I don't know if they are going to be up and running anytime soon, Probably not until next summer, but mm-hmm. we have this wonderful, wonderful music school right there on Main Street in Lilburn called Music on Main Street. We all call it Moms. <laughs> and they have concerts in the summertime in their backyard. Um, they bring in artists and uh, some of them, maybe people you haven't heard of, and they're really great.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and uh, Teachers there at Moms have their have put together a band, of all the teachers, and they call themselves Mama's Boys. <laughs> nice. Yeah, really
1: nice.
2: I mean, can we say, can we say that anymore? I don't, I, I don't want to go. Sorry, I shouldn't have brought that up. I shouldn't have
0: brought
1: it up. Well, you
2: know they call themselves that, so I guess it's okay. But um, the city of Lilburn actually is really looking to. Um, make the old town area a destination mm-hmm. and yeah. there are a lot of plans in the works which i think i am not at liberty to talk about but if you watch what happens in lilburn it's going to be pretty exciting over the next couple of years i think
0: Very well cool. think about when you first moved it because you've been at the same location since you started <clears throat> right yeah and like just the growth that's happened since you've been there, and and I oh, yeah. didn't I didn't go to Lilburn much because there was really no reason to go to Lilburn, right? For I mean back, you know, I mean, and I've been in Atlanta for since I don't know like two thousand, right? So, I mean, well, yeah, you're all,
2: if you didn't know somebody here, you probably would not have visited.
0: Yeah, you don't even know what Lilburn is and yeah. but yeah i mean but it's got like uh, the little downtown area is very quaint and you know little shops and stuff i mean of course uh, you know with the the pandemic and stuff that's happening has had a had a uh, effect on everybody but uh you know once we get things kind of right size we'll be uh yeah it's a great little area to go and spend a whole
2: day i should have mentioned also there's this fabulous store right on main street the antique store oh, yeah. is huge and it's in this building that was built in 1910. The building itself is worth looking at, but they have all these really cool Things in the store. You can spend hours in there.
1: Well, I'll tell you, that's like one of the most perfect answers we've ever had for that question. Because I can tell you now, probably within the next three weeks, you're going to see Cal and Dixie <laughs> going to the park, <laughs> which is his little dog going to the yeah, park. I, I love Mexican food. Yeah, he loves Mexican food. He loves shopping convenient. antiques. He loves all of that stuff. <laughs>
2: all right. So
0: she must have she must have had an inkling that uh, that I had that I had a hankering for Mexican food because she didn't mention. <laughs> That shit. When I went and picked this stuff up, she still I thought
1: did, I was no, one. Of, I think I was one of private those, detective on you. She, th- th- she thought I was that. one of those hoodooers. She's like, hey, who, hey, who's that?
0: Who's that punk coming in here like stealing the booze?
1: No, I'm perfect. just kidding. I'm that's just perfect. kidding. That's yeah, it. no, that's good stuff. I was
2: just happy to know that you were not um, just trying to scam me. Mm-hmm. No, no, like, hey,
0: like I said, it's uh, you know, like if we're talking,
1: you know, we're that's legit. You know, Haley, we try to be at least. He only does that stuff on the golf course. I mean. I
0: Well, let me put it this way: Dan's legit. I can't speak for myself. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Yeah, Dan Dan's a nice one of the group, that's why I do all the talking.
1: No, this is really good. I love this cocktail we made, Cal. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, that absinthe stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely having a sazerac uh, once we uh, get done here. So, um, I got to bring my uh, my gal pal. Uh, We we got to come out and see you guys. We got to get some Mexican food. i do want to get uh, i do so reach out for sally you guys are connected right pretty close close enough yes yeah so reach out for her and see uh i'll send you well you'll get some clips of this stuff on um on instagram oh it's a good uh good segue thanks dan so how can people find hope springs distillery betsy
2: we are on facebook and instagram Um, we have a website but we have discovered that people rarely look at it because they would rather do social media Mm -hmm. so i don't update the website as often as i should Mm -hmm. but our contact information is on the website so if you can't find it on either facebook or instagram you can find it there right now we are open to the public on friday and saturday afternoons from one to four but that's subject to change because the one thing that we have learned during this pandemic is that we need to learn to turn on a dime if necessary and just do something different.
1: Mm-hmm. Numbers on the door.
2: <laughs> and the numbers on the door.
1: Cool.
0: And can you open up anytime you want? I mean, if you wanted to, could you be? I mean, I'm sure I know there's like you, get, you can't open before this time and after that time. But if you wanted to open like every day from one to four, could you?
2: Yes, we can open anytime we want, except we cannot make sales on Sunday morning before 1230.
1: Okay, yeah. gotcha. gotcha. So, uh, Betsy, what are you most excited about? This is a weird, weird year. But what are you most excited about in the next uh, next year? Uh, non, non-COVID, family, Non-COVID related. Non-COVID related, please. I'm
2: excited about getting to see my family again and maybe uh, doing uh, some traveling.
1: Okay. Well, the travel, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Uh, all right, so Paul, I want th- this is a two. Well, it's not a two-part question, but I want two answers. Uh, so, are you are you two coffee drinkers?
1: Yes, <laughs> I got an IV. I, I, to- I told you, Dan. <laughs> I
0: told you we'd get it out of it before it was over. Uh, and then, and then one at a time. I don't care. well you can do it simultaneously. Do it in unison. It doesn't matter. How do you take your coffee?
1: Everything. Everything. Paul
2: puts in. When he says everything, he means cream, sugar, and some extra instant coffee.
1: Yes.
0: So like whatever's at the buffet, at the uh, at the fix your coffee buffet, he's like, I'll take one of each.
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of. Nice. I am a, uh, a cream-only girl.
1: There you go. Okay. There there I, you go. Nice. Uh, nice.
0: Would we just like to get a feel for kind of, you know, because as we're talking, and I, I really, I mean, honestly, I, I hope we get to do this again. Mm-hmm. I've had, uh, I thought we were going to have a good time. I had a good time. The booze didn't hurt. They only helped. And uh, I would love to get on for a cocktail hour and but it kind of gets in the sense of because if you think about tasting spirits and, and most people. So I grew up in East Tennessee. Right. I mean, I'm Hillbilly Central. And it's like the, you're getting JFG out of the can, get the big can because it's cheaper, and you peel the top off and you dump the grounds in and don't dump too many. And if my granddad were making it, he'd be like, ah, j- just just put more water in there and cycle it through again, you know? So it's like it just needs to look like coffee. I know, I know. Anyway, but it's like it just needs to look like coffee. But if you think about coffee drinkers, and it, we're, this is not a plug for anything on coffee, it's just that Tasting spirits and the uniqueness of them. If you drink coffee from not out of the JFG or Folgers can, it's a lot like drinking a spirit. You can find so many different tastes and flavors in there, depending on where it's from, how it's grown, how do they, uh, um, shit, I've lost it again, how do they uh, burn it? you know it i mean it's like it's a whole it's it's the cocktail experience and it uh, helps me through uh you know a foggy morning <laughs> yeah that's true uh, Dan, wrap us up. Bud. We don't want to keep these people all night.
1: No, it was fantastic. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And uh, again, I
2: enjoyed it, and I appreciate you having me on.
1: And we were blown away by everything that we were sampling tonight. You made us a fantastic cocktail with absinthe and the gin that I don't think Cal and I are going to forget anytime a, soon.
0: A, a, it was an absinthe wash <laughs> with gin straight up, mm. and, my, and, it, and it was not chilled. Mm. And was, I, I, I could, I would, I would drink that all the time, except I wouldn't be talking very much
1: exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you betsy
0: Betsy and paul we really appreciate you guys coming on thanks so much for being generous with the um with the samples we really appreciate it and uh, we're looking forward to having you back on hope you will uh so i'll say cheers to hope springs distillery and betsy and paul
1: all right cheers